All right, welcome back to the Road Home on Heels. My name's Andy, coming to you live today from the Road Home from Wrestling World Headquarters of the world. And today, I got Dean with me. What's up, Dean? Not much, man. How's you doing? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. We got to get more updates from you here in a minute. But first, let's introduce our third person. Uh, yeah, he's a professional athlete. His name's John Murray. How you doing, John? Hello, I am doing great because I am glad to be back here and talking about the incredible show Heels. And, you know, it's only season or excuse me, episode two. And boys, I'm already emotionally invested. (laughs) It's the drama that you're emotionally invested in, right? Of course, that good, good, juicy Jack drama who was unhinged this episode. Let's just say he is a maniac. Dean, are, are you emotionally invested in any of the characters in Heels? Uh, not quite yet. There, I, I mean, there's characters that I like. There's characters that I don't like. But emotionally invested is a little strong. <laughs> what about okay. Big Jim? I mean, come on. You care well, I mean, I, Big Jim. I, I gave my heart to Big Jim in season one. You know, I was there for him. I was, you know, worried about him. I lost sleep, and then nothing happened with him. We did uh, a little fantasy booking of the show Heels before uh, we were recording today. And, you know, and I, I think my my fantasy booking involved uh, Jim, like, taking over uh, DWL and living to be 100 years old. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> and then do they go on, like, a 10-year hiatus and they come back and his son is, the, is now the booker and he's trying to – pick up this legacy that his father and friends, you know, left behind. <laughs> no, because Do we know if he had a boy or a girl? Oh, who cares? We just know he has a kid at home is what he said last episode. And yeah. I mean, I just feel like that, that big Jim, no matter what he does, he can run DWL better than these two idiot brothers. That uh-uh. fucking dumb and don't seem well, to understand how anything works. As we would come to see in this episode, Jack is finally getting help from a veteran of what goes on in professional wrestling and has his own ideas. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Big Jim gives him the book, literally. He hands him the book. (laughs) And, and, you know, speaking of uh, fantasy booking heels, I thought Dean had a very interesting uh, theory on the fate of uh, Ace that could happen here coming up. Yeah. Oh, that was just one of my wild, crazy, not going to happen predictions. I mean, don't forget about that. We got to we got to bring that up at the end because that's when our hero ace is left in peril, of course. You know. Oh, so, my goodness. Wow. All right. Well, Dean, I, you're going to take us through this episode. I'll jump in and see if there's any details we miss. And John Murray is going to add the flavor. What happens oh, first sure. in this episode of Heels? Oh, wait, I have to tell you guys, I forgot the name of the episode is The Journey is the Obstacle, which uh, is a I, I gosh, I could do an hour about that and how that works into this this episode and how it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know what they're trying to say, but oh, I, I, have a, I have a theory on all of that. OK, yes. So, don't worry. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Dean, take so take the a... title. The title of this episode is not Ace took his Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that joke is it we a joke? <laughs> is it that a joke? Because every time it, that that comes up several times in the episode, and every time it's not at a part where it's supposed to where you expect something funny to happen. It's like it, and and the characters don't act like it's funny. 
So, like, it is funny, but then they do it three times, four times yeah. in the episode. So I, I don't really – I don't the, – the mood on this show is always incongruent. It doesn't match. Like, the, there's a, a part in this episode where um, we have Jack in his car leaving a voicemail where he's joking around about running through the streets naked. You know, to, he's leaving that to Ace, and the music is the really serious, yeah. you know, Friday Night Lights music. And it's like, what? What is this supposed to mean? I don't understand. Well, what if they swerve us and we find out because at the end of season one, he had the the uh, a, uh, King Spade's crown. What if Ace just had a box of important stuff that he called his and he had it marked with an X? And they were like, <laughs> he took the Xbox. Oh, no. The crown was he in there. Go through the Xbox again. <laughs> Oh, Dean. And, and what Dean's referring to is that uh, we do get uh, – I think the show opens up here with Ace on the road to nowhere. We don't know where he's on the road to. I assumed it was Florida. We turned out it is not, and he's erasing all Jack's emails or his voice. And not even listening to him. It's not like, listen, no. Like you don't even hear like the start of where, hey, hey, Ace, it's Jack, and then he's like, delete. He's just scanning through and hitting the trash can button and deleting all the voicemails. Yeah. That's uh, John Murray. Have you ever done that to somebody in your life? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we all probably have at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first, the very first note I have is what we just talked about was Ace driving, deleting voicemails. So it kind of goes, it touches on every character and what they're doing, kind of doing at the beginning of the episode, and then we see at Willie's house. She's getting calls from bill collectors, one after the other, and actually she gets a voicemail that is like, hey, I know you guys had that big fair show. We still got to settle up with Jack on that roof, and she goes, oh, didn't get this voicemail and deletes it, which I've done that, <laughs> where you delete a voicemail and claim you didn't get it. It's, I always at least listen to the first part of the voicemail to see who is from, what's going on. But so it's just she's deleting those voicemails also pretending that she's not getting calls after calls after calls from bill collectors. <laughs> I don't know if you notice in this scene, uh, there is an enormous amount of product placement in this in this particular episode. It's it's insane and it's all pretty well integrated. But the daughter is pouring a bowl of Cheerios and she has the box facing the wrong way. <laughs> It's like you're supposed to have the box facing. So someone on set was like, oh, that Cheerios box is too obvious. Turn it around. Uh, <laughs> where the I, money is product placement. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, Jack's wife running at the beginning intercut with all this as well. That was in, in the uh, trailer, like in the previews for the show. And I thought that was A.T. Lee. <laughs> so. uh. So I was like, I first time I watched this, I was like, oh, it's AJ Lee. Awesome. She's finally here. Nope, she isn't. She kind of does look like her now. You mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. But uh, Jack is an idiot, right? He can't even, like, get up in time for work, you know? Yeah. Um, his wife has to call him and, and wake him up because he's sleeping on the couch. And, uh, yeah. and yes, Dean. He didn't even know what day it is. He didn't know what She's day. She's like, hey, you add you added this meeting to the family calendar instead of your work calendar. He goes, yeah, don't worry, that got changed to the 11th. And she's like, today's the 11th. It's amazing too. I can't wait to talk about when we get to the uh, get to the actual arena because 
what we what we kind of is not really spelled out quite a lot is that this is pretty much the day after <laughs> the, yeah, the big know. show, right? It's like the day yeah. after. <laughs> like last week was all like a flashback episode, I reckon. So you know what I mean? It's like it feels like. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I was I was also shocked. Like, oh shit! Like, this is this is the direct aftermath of the show. It it feels weird at times too because they're they're changing things. And so some like for example, there's a part where uh you know while Bill is talking to Willie and she's like, were you high last night? And he's like, no. What? We saw him take like a handful of fucking Percocet or something and then shit his pants. <laughs> But we're not supposed to remember that that was the night before or something. I don't know. It's so weird, and and I I don't I don't get it. But uh, but what is like Jack's late for work, but Dean he's also got this other thing that, that got added to the schedule or whatever. Tell me about this meeting that he has, right? The the meeting that he has. This is the one at work that he has to meet with the uh, the guy of the city because they're gonna buy a bunch of commercial lawnmowers for him that the city needs, right? Did you catch this uh, another uh, retcon here where his wife just drops a line and goes, well, you're you're the best salesman they got. So what are they going to do without you? And that is not what what was happening last season at all. Yeah, he was pretty far down. He was just in a slump. He was having a rough week. Oh, okay, okay, So, oh, my God. We see that. Jack's wife gets off the phone and I found something shocking. I found a shocking detail right here. Another product placement and, and Jack's wife and her friend that she's staying with. We still haven't seen that kid, by the way. <laughs> so this whole episode revolves around a kid who doesn't exist. But, yeah. uh, but but they are drinking water, Dean. And I was shocked to find out it is Sam's Club water. Yeah. How, do you, how do you feel about that, Dean? I mean, it's it's just tap water if it's from Sam's Club. It's <laughs> okay. Kirk, Kirk the signature water is the best water. Got <laughs> fired. Got fired. Yeah, and, and believe me, I got some I got some more Costco talk that we'll bring up. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. That's tremendous. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think of the conversation that we had between Willie and Bill? Where like <laughs> like what has happened here? Tell me about this, John Murray. I, I don't know. They're they're kind of like a like chummy now or something. Maybe it was because Wild Bill uh, showed his true colors at that fair show and and you know uh, you know rose up and saved the day. But yeah, Willie and uh, Jack seem or Willie and um, Wild Bill seem like buddy buddy now. Well, they're they're former lovers. We know that you know well, and she she used to be Bonnie Bum, Bombshell or whatever back back in the day. But also. Like this phone call that they're having is happening at, you know, Bill's at a motel, a sleazy looking motel, and he has banged the commissioner lady from the fucking fair. And it turns out he's the one that got them the fair. Dean, did you buy all this? I, I, I heard him say that he was the one that got the fair. So so I didn't pick up on this until I'm thinking about it now. Do you think he was already banging the fair lady prior to the fair or they hooked up after the fair? And it's just Wild Bill's arrogant ego saying that that's why they got the fairs because she liked him. Why is it so, why is it so hard to tell? That's the yeah. problem with this show. It's so hard to tell what's going on. How did you read that, John Murray? I, 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 I thought he like met like – 
my star got the got the gig for you or whatever. Like the only okay. reason you let the wrestling there was because Wild Bill was involved. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I mean, but he did insinuate that he banged the lady and got them paid. Like that's kind of what he insinuates. So it's pretty that's funny. What it was kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now make sure you get that check from that bitch. Don't call her a bitch. She's a yeah. Lo- she, Constance, her name is. So Constance yeah. is, is uh, she is a lovely lady. She looks very nice. So she was fun um, and age appropriate, which I appreciate and wouldn't oh, expect yeah. from this awful show. So. <laughs> now we have something we have to talk about here that is just mind-boggling there is a scene here dean what happens with ace at this first gas station that he stops at oh well, it's, it's the second it's the second gas station he stopped at because he bought four cokes at the gas well, station he had already stopped on, at. Sc- on screens yeah <laughs> uh he, he goes to try and open the bathroom door and it's locked so he goes to kind of wait and then he sees somebody come out with the key but just give it to the clerk and the clerk won't give Ace the bathroom key because he's not a paying customer. He hasn't bought anything yet. So this is to tell us he doesn't have any money, right? That's the idea. He doesn't have any money because he can't buy anything. So uh, that becomes a mind-boggling detail later too as well. But John Murray, what – I mean like what is this scene? What is this supposed to convey other than he doesn't have any money? You know, I, I, it's like everybody that Ace meets uh, while he's out traveling, and we'll get to all of them in, in their in their time. Everybody he meets is a fucking weirdo or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've they got some weird thing about him. But what I thought from that scene, you know, is like um, – and because Ace says it too. I think maybe in the next scene when he's driving on the road. Anyway, but um, – I thought we were going to get Ace like flying off the handle, doing right. something stupid like he normally does. So I thought it was showing that Ace is like kind of growing up a little bit or learning something or changing or whatever. And then later in the car, right, he's driving the road. He asks like, he's like Siri, define transcendent or whatever. <laughs> they're real. I, to me, it was they're really beating us over the head with that Ace is going to go through something and have a big change. Well. Dean, what else happens at this gas station? You're right, John Marie, and I have a lot to say about that, but we're not there yeah. yet. So what else happens at this gas station, Dean? Well, he he did exactly what I thought about doing a couple weeks ago when we went to Columbus for an unsanctioned pro, and we had to go to three <laughs> different gas stations that all had their bathrooms locked up and wouldn't let me go in and use the bathroom. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it happened. Like three different ones. And I, and I remember like years ago, I someone was ta- someone who worked at a gas station was talking about how at a, after a certain time and it was late that they're worried about homeless people or drug addicts going into their bathroom and ODing so they lock them up. But they could, they didn't even offer say, oh, well, you got to buy something. I'd have bought a pack of gum to go use the bathroom. But still, I was pissed off. Like we went to three different places. But anyway, Ace goes outside and he's parked right next to a drain. So opportunity knocked. So he went to pee down the drain. Drain the main vein. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a funny joke. I get it because he was arguing with the guy that he had bought the liquid that he would like to dispose, you know, at his gas station, at a previous gas station with these four Coca-Colas proud, you know, proudly Coca-Cola. Yeah. By the way. So 
he has these empty bottles to prove that so he's going to return the liquid to the guy by peeing down the drain which he does and then the guy comes out with a baseball bat to presumably beat the shit out of him for (laughs) peeing in the parking lot and he says now you clean that up okay so i am to be to believe that this man who runs this gas station who won't let anybody go in the bathroom unless they buy something is leaving a hose that's just on laying in the parking lot of his fucking gas station and so that's what Ace picks up and squirts it a couple times and then leaves. And as he's leaving, he throws the empty bottles. There you go. He doesn't have any money and he's peeing in parking lots. I don't understand. Yeah, it's just everything about is everything about it's so bizarre. It's classic heels. Like I said, everybody he meets on his little trip is a fucking like weirdo asshole kind of. And and to to your point, John Murray. He's listening to this like self-help type book. Right. And and it's one of these like it's it's I don't know if it's supposed to be like an Andrew Tate thing. I don't know if it's, if it's supposed to be like new age shit is stupid. I don't know what they're trying to say because Ace is on the hero's journey. That's what's going on here. But they're saying, you know, the journey is the problem. But that's the fucking story. So that doesn't make any sense at all. And I get that they're trying to say that, like, you know, um, the part I do get is they're trying to say Ace is a young guy. He wants stuff now. So he's going to get stuff now by going in the woods. I don't. Yeah, he's going on a a vision quest here. Right. Yes, he is. He is. You know, the the I, I did a bunch of research about the Joseph Campbell hero's journey and how it matches up to this show and oh how it God. doesn't match up to the show because it it really doesn't make any sense, you know, um, and, and also, it, well, there's a lot to that. So uh, anyway, it's it's just this this whole thing with Ace is fucking stupid. And, and <laughs> I mean, later on. I, I we gotta talk about it. It's so stupid. Later on, like he he makes this big stink about not not listening to any of the voicemails at all. Nothing changes at all except he's he's in the woods now. He doesn't have he doesn't have a miraculous epiphany. Nothing happens, and he's watching DWL on his phone. Uh. I thought you were trying to get away. I don't. Dean, what do you think about all this? What what is this? I think he's trying to stay away. But he's still curious what they're going to he, – maybe he was looking at DWA, DWL to see how they were failing without him. Maybe his ego was, let's see if they've shut down yet. Let's see if they've asked about me. Let's see. There's always that little curious thing in your head that wants to see how are they doing without you. Right. They posted that promo and he was probably like, oh, I got, let's get a load of this shit or whatever. You know what I mean? But he's not – all of his scenes except for the ones where he talks to people at, at gas stations and restaurants – is not him talking. It's just him walking around. <laughs> it's like nothing's happening. It's just beautiful scenery. They were like, "Hey, we want to spill some shit in the woods. Let's go do it." So <laughs> anyway, all right, we got to move forward here. So Dean, where are we at here? Tell tell me where we're at. So now we we go back and we're at the dome and Crystal, Art the champion, is getting to the dome and we get a little nice moment between her and Young Boy Bobby comes out. To congratulate her and be happy for her, and she thanks him for being for being a friend, which I'm sure kind of hurt him. Like you don't want to be called the friend, such a good friend, Bobby. I thought this like, is a this scene has a great detail where she's already in her gear because she's not allowed in the locker room still because that's something that carried over from last season. That's a cool detail. Good job. 
you know? Maybe she I, hadn't taken her gear off yet because it was her lucky gear that she won the championship. <laughs> that, that could that, that could very well be true. That was Rest the bunny gear. Superstition. But that was the bunny gear that she won the championship in. So, um, But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I just – this whole thing where they get to the uh, uh, arena. Okay, again, this is the day after the big show. Now, John Murray, you've been a part of many a big show. And yep. of course, doesn't everyone come back to the arena the next morning to like de- <laughs> debrief and plan the next move, right? That's exactly what happens, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what the, the DWL schedule is. I mean, they got that building, so they probably do have like open gyms and training sessions and stuff. So I don't know. But I actually really, I really, like I said, where I'm getting invested, it's the wrestling side. And I really enjoyed that scene where um, they get to the building and like Jack is kind of going over everything. And then he individually goes around and like gives a nice pat on the back to everybody. Um, it was like one of those, it reminded me of re- like, you know, in wrestling it and entertainment, whatever it, you know, it feels like a very thankless job sometimes, but that's showbiz baby. But those little pats on the back go a long way. And like, I feel like if I was in the DWL and this weird, robotic, angry man, Jack, let <laughs> guard down like at least once. It was like, hey, you did great. I couldn't have done this without you, blah, blah, blah. And he even ends it with like, you know, Ace is fucking up and like caused a big stink. The problem's not with Ace. All that's with me. I kind of did all this. So for that, I'm sorry. And I was like, wow, like that was really nice of Jack. And if I worked for the DWL, I'd be ready to like walk on coals for him or whatever. And then all that goodwill he gets in that scene, he immediately dives into the ground with the next scene when he's talking to Crystal. <laughs> it's wild how he can be so mature in this right? scene and be like such a great leader. And then, yeah. like you said, the next scene, he's kind of an asshole, but they're kind of both wrong. So they're yeah, both yeah. kind of being assholes. And yeah. like, um, and then he could be such a fuck up later with his wife. I mean, I like beyond yeah. fucking oh. up. I mean, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> now there is a scene, Dean, did you see the scene where Willie and Jack like discuss booking, you know, in the office there? Did you check what happened here? Yeah, uh, the the note I have about that is that Willie was talking to Jack about how they needed to start paying some bills. They needed to take all the fair money, all the money that they made, and use it to pay some bills and get caught up on some stuff. And then they need to sell out this week's show, and then they needed to sell out next week's show. So you kind of get the picture painted that they are in much worse financial you know, that that 10,000-seat fair show is not going to save the DWL quite yet. And Jack says something that I heard right when he said it. He said, we all knew, always knew that the state fair was going to be a loss leader. Uh, Have either yeah. of you guys heard the term loss leader before? I was met, I was blown away by that. What is that term? Tell me, Dean. So a loss leader is something uh, in retail that you lose money, but, it, but it, it's a reason that you're making money. Huh. So – Maybe some shoot, somebody, shoot job talk. <laughs> yeah, here's some shoot job talk. Yeah, hypothetically, let's just use Costco as an example. <laughs> your your dollar and fifty cent hot dog and soda that they sell, and they they've never gotten rid of it. It's been the same price ever since they opened their doors. Costco loses money on every one of those that they sell. 
on the Costco 4.99 rotisserie chicken that I have to skewer up. I skewer up almost 350 of those every day and put them in the oven, and I work a five-hour shift. I leave at noon, and between 7 o'clock and 12 o'clock, I put 350 of those in the oven. But they lose money on every one that they sell because people coming in that want a rotisserie chicken will come to Costco to get it, and while they're there, they're not going to leave Costco and go to Kroger for a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. They're going to buy it there, and then that's how they make that money back. So this uh, you know, fair show – was a way for them that basically it sounds to me like they did it for free or they lost money on it somehow. I don't know how they would have done that. But to me, this is what's called a bot show where someone pays you and it's already paid for. It doesn't matter who comes. Right, you know, yeah. that's, that's how it would probably yeah. be. Right. So but at the same time, either way, it's it's a loss leader for them. That's a smart that's a smart business idea. I thought for sure he had said it. Oh, we knew it would be a loss. Like we knew we were going to lose money performing in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. So, but, but also that this scene includes some hilarious shit, like him just busting out that business term. And then the, the, you know, Willie's like, he's cut the gullies cutting the promos on the internets. And, and Jack goes, I already blew off gullies heat. <laughs> what? Who talks like that? No one talks like that. So. I'll tell you, he talks like that. Jack Spade. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's who talks like this. I couldn't believe that. Um, also here, I noticed there's a fucking hilarious shot. So we get two of these in this episode where Jack is in the office, but we're seeing him from outside the window, looking down on his kingdom, you know, and <laughs> it's it's like a fucking shot of Citizen Kane. What is it doing <laughs> in this TV show? It's that classic heels like they just see that's just the that's the only thing I not the only thing. I don't know why I said that. But one of the things I dislike about heels is how like just hard and like over the bat how they bash you over the head with like the drama. You know what I mean? They want it to be so it's just so far up its own butt or something. It's but yes, it, it is way too far up, up its own butt, but it gets the wrestling stuff right. And, and we get to see now where they're all chatting about everything. And Jack's kind of talking about what's going to happen going forward. And it's great. And he's like, he announces that Big Jim is officially back in the DWL. Remember the guy that was retiring and maybe was going to get killed off? He's back, you know? <laughs> It's so funny. And and I'm thinking he's back to wrestle or maybe get killed off later. Um, but, um, you know, and then he thanks everybody, like you said, and he puts Crystal over in particular. All right. Yeah. Big Jim, if you notice during this scene and you watch Big Jim's face when when Jack talks about Ace, Big Jim knows where Ace is at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows. He fucking knows. Right. So mm. Jack apologizes for being an asshole here and he apologizes for being a dumbass, basically. And since Crystal's official, officially a wrestler, they have to address the whole thing. The elephant in the room is that she wasn't even in the fucking match. So they right. got to get, you know, they got to figure out a way to get the belt on her in a legitimate way because they understand that this was the right thing to do. Now, John Murray, you've experienced many times, I'm sure, the crowd taking over a show or the crowd kind of going against the booking um, sure. you know, and I would say that, uh, we've, you know, definitely seen shows where, and promoters that lean into that or promoters that are like, fuck you. Do you have right. any examples of something like that you could talk about? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been in the back before. Um, I don't want to give too much away about this particular incident, but there was a title match going on, and it was only supposed to be like a 20-minute or whatever, but they were just... The boys were out there and they were just going for it. The crowd was biting on everything and just like way into it. So, you know, from that backstage position radio to the ref, like, hey, tell them they can go as long as they want. And so they just keep going and going and going. And one person in particular, you know, the champ was supposed to retain or whatever, but the crowd just would not have it. Like they were so far up for the. Uh, the opponent that it got changed on the fly during the match while it was happening, radio out to him and tell him to switch the finish. You know what I mean? And that's all because the crowd was just, I mean, the crowd was so hot for it that we had no other option. You know what I mean? And that is a cool thing about wrestling. Sometimes like, like you said, the crowd can take over the show. And it, it's, it's, it's fun when it happens. Cause that's like what the magic about wrestling is, you know? Yeah, it's supposed to be organic, you know, and when it isn't always that way, you know, and I'd argue that those magic moments don't happen on every show. But when they do, it's everybody working together, right? Everybody from the person taking the tickets to the crowd, to the people in the ring, to someone in the back, you know, calling the shots. It's like when it all fucking sinks together and everybody's working together, that's when those like magical things happen and you can't you can't resist that. You have to go with it. Right. So it's, it's nice to see that at least Jack understands that about wrestling. Cause if he didn't, then what the fuck? And he is at least going to, you know, maybe consider putting the belt back on crystal. We'll get to it. But uh, Dean, what? Yeah, go ahead. John Murray. I would say, I, I just loved all, all the wrestling parts of this episode. I loved every single one of them. Like the, like I said, Jack having his little pre-show meeting, him and Crystal, and then Willie pulling Crystal aside, and then Bill talking to Jack. The promo they cut later, the ladder match, oh, like commentary, like all of it was so. All the wrestling was so good in this episode. It's awesome. Dean, did you see the scene where Willie takes Crystal aside and cuts a promo on her? Yell at your boss. That's right, because Crystal has got beef because basically he's like, yeah, you're not, you know, you're not going to have the title. But we'll see what happens with all that. And Crystal. Yes, John Murray. That that was kind of an important scene for me because because I like Crystal so much. And in the first season, she was treated so bad. And like, while clearly she was the only one who like kind of got and understood wrestling was like the best. I completely have forgotten that, like. Oh yeah. Like she, uh, like hasn't had a match in front of this crowd. She's like super green or whatever, you know what I mean? And Jack's right. Like we can't just fucking hat, let you have the belt or whatever. And she's kind of upset. Like you can't just take it away from me. Like they're both kind of right. But like, but yeah, Jack is, and, and I, he mishandled that. And like when they had their private conversation in the back or whatever, I feel like he missed If he would just said like, dude, we can't just come on, you're like brand new. Like we can't, you know, explain it like that or whatever, but he was a fucking dickhead about it. (laughs) I mean, he was, and I mean, I guess you gotta be with the boss, but like that he like inspired all that confidence just to like, take it all away or something, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like two faced. He's two faced, right? So out in front of everybody, he's all nice, but back in the office, he's a fucking prick. You know, that's not cool. Just another facet of Jack that is terrible. 
And then when Willie did pull Crystal aside, like, hey, like, this is the business. You got to, like, shut up and take it sometimes. You got to be smart enough to know when to do that or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was an interesting because, you know, I've because when you're young and wrestling and stuff, you know, you, you, you everybody thinks they're, you know, the superstar and like Goldberg or whatever. They should be at the top of the card right off the bat. <laughs> Best wrestler you know? ever, right, Dean? Yeah, like I, I, people have had that conversation with me when I was green and young, you know what I mean? So I, that was another thing. Like I just, I, the light, all the wrestling stuff I really enjoyed. It like really hit me. Dean, I, I, I want to go back just a little bit to when, when uh, Jack was thinking and telling everyone individually how good they did at the fair show. I completely forgot they had a wrestler that had just started working for them called the dad. The dad and the dad's on the roster now. He made it. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. I saw him in the background. And I was like, oh, is that a, who's that? I wonder who that is. And I couldn't remember him at all. I thought he just was some new random guy. He goes, the dad. You had a great match. Like, oh, yeah, they had a wrestler named the dad. It's. And it's not Dan the dad. It's it's a it's a rip off of that. And and he doesn't wrestle like a dad at all. He just looks yeah. like one. That's the deal with this guy in the in the show. But um, I, the I do want to talk a little more about that scene where you know uh, Willie takes Crystal aside and cuts this promo on her because she's like, what even is your gimmick? What do you you know? And she's and she also says, I love the, how this show has just it's so specific about certain things. And she's like. Crystal, have you ever wrestled 30 minutes? Because exactly 30 minutes, not one second, one more, or one, one less or one more. That's how many minutes you need to be able to wrestle to be the main eventer, you know? And it's like, what? It's not, I, I mean, I, I, did, I get what you're saying. I thought that was too. Like, just, it's so, yeah, just so oddly specific. Like, what, bitch? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you need to go out there and practice so you can have a 10-minute match, then you can have a 15-minute match. Right. Just like, that's such a weird, uh, like, stipulation or whatever to put to, like, that marks a good wrestler or whatever. Well, I mean, why do you have to say it that way? Why couldn't you say, you yeah. know, you've you've never had a long match and main eventers are supposed to have long matches, so maybe you need to get your wind up. You know, that's yeah. a way to do it. Not and, and, you know, but they have to be super specific because they think that the the fans and the, or the people watching the show are stupid and won't understand anything but super specific weird stuff about wrestling. Also, I think this scene is funny. Well, funny. I think it's good because it it's, you know, the reason Willie is – Willie's invested in Crystal. Otherwise, she wouldn't yeah. pull her apart or up aside and yell at her like this. She cares. Exactly. And she's letting her know, like, hey, I gave – everything to this business and it doesn't owe us anything so it doesn't owe you a goddamn thing and i have to say you know i've talked to many many wrestlers and sometimes i just straight up ask this question in interviews a long time ago when i used to do interviews all the time i just say hey does wrestling owe you anything and and all the people that kind of get it they always say no it doesn't owe you anything you know what i mean it's just the and and i i just love that about willie and like i like willie a lot after that scene that was really cool yeah, I, I felt the same way about Willie after that because she is totally right. And, like, again, it reminded me, like, oh, yeah, Crystal's young and, like, doesn't know anything yet. <laughs> it's true, but that's good. I just – I don't know if it's clear to people that aren't – you know, that don't know about wrestling or whatever, some of these concepts that we're picking up on. But, anyway, this that's stuff was good. They gave him, that's why they gave him the analogy of the 30-minute match. Exactly for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Now, Dean, um, we know that uh, Jack's mother is a fucking bitch. 
And like she's so vindictive. Did you catch what she was doing when Jack went to visit her her at at his at their house there? I did not. Okay, she's filling up a box with rocks, and he says, "What are you doing there?" And she goes, "Oh, I, I hate junk mail. So I figured out when it's got prepaid postage, I fill up a box with rocks and I put the prepaid postage on there and I send it back to them, and they gotta pay for that. <laughs> and I won't get junk mail no more." That's what she's doing. <laughs> that is kind of, and I'm remembering now that you said it, and I thought that was kind of like a funny, like I thought you meant like vindictive, like she was cutting up Ace's something or like was mad at Ace or like something like for the family, but to the to the blank list, like nameless company, faceless company. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Maybe it's Send petty. Box of rocks. Maybe vindictive wasn't the word. Maybe it's petty. I was looking for. <laughs> You know, yeah, I just, like she's been a fucking bitch the whole show, so I this is just a continuation of what someone would spend their time doing if they are, uh, you know, that's what she's spending her time doing. But she shows up, and um, you know, her and Jack have this moment, and it's supposed it's shot like the most serious, dramatic moment of all time. And this is where she talks about what she's doing with the box of rocks, which is supposed to be funny, I guess. But then she makes – this is where we get the first Xbox joke, right, Dean? This is where we get the first, yeah, mention of an Xbox is that, oh, Ace just took you know, took a, a sleeping bag. He's going to go blow off some steam. Oh, well, no, he took his Xbox. Dean, like, do, you, that's, do you think that it's just a box full of rocks with an X on it, like you said? So. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, probably what it is. The Xbox jokes reminded me of um, – and the, there's an episode of Always Sunny where Mac eats a swallow, or Dennis or one of them swallows an apple seed. And every time a new cast member finds out, they're like, yeah, he had apple. He swallowed a seed. They're all, they're like, all like, he swallowed a seed. That's the reaction every time somebody says, and he took his Xbox. They're like, <laughs> but it's well, uh, like, you, you got to smoke drunk. some cigarettes and they'll, it'll <laughs> suffocate the toxins. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the same reaction they have to every time somebody says, and he took his Xbox with him. They're like, oh, it's serious. I mean, but it's funny. It's so weird. I don't get it. So, all right, John Murray, tell me about the guy at the restaurant. Ace goes to a restaurant. Oh, my like, God. What happens here? <laughs> I think Ace had a uh, a normal reaction to that guy at first. But, but like you said, he, he goes to this restaurant. He's ordered like a water and dry toast or some shit. And uh, he, to show that, you know, apparently he does not have money. Uh, and then this weirdo guy just by himself, middle-aged fellow, you know, uh, let me buy you a meal, partner. And Ace, <laughs> nah, man, you know, you can go be weird with somebody else or whatever. I think that was a... Uh, I, I would have had that reaction to that guy, too, because I got the creeps from that guy the whole time. Yeah, he's he's eyeing Ace like, oh, fresh meat, you know, and, and yeah. Ace even says he's like, he's like, go get your runaways somewhere else, like that kind of thing. You know, it's like, how does he even know that Ace just looks like some dude sitting at right. a table? Oh, he's a runaway with no money. So, Dean, what happens with this weirdo? So after he gets up, he pays his bill. He leaves his money on the table. And when he goes to go outside, Ace gets up, takes the money off the table. And I'm thinking he's just stealing the tip from the waitress. Right. But as he goes outside, the waitress follows 
the gentleman out and says, oh, you're just going to dine and dash and you're not even going to pay for your meal. And uh, so basically Ace took the entire bill, all the money for from this guy's bill that he was paying. And this guy got blamed for stealing from the restaurant. Dude, I don't know if there's a more despicable behavior than like stealing money off the table at a fucking restaurant like that. I can't, I mean, other than murder or like violent acts, I cannot think of anything more despicable. And Ace does that, but he redeems himself by offering the money back to the dude. And the dude's like, well, you need it more than I do. But then Ace walks back into the place where he just stole and gives and puts that in the tip jar. What? Yeah, I understand what like what what was um what was the point of that scene? I don't know. Supposed to did a did Ace really learn anything? Like you know what I mean? Like. But one thing that we can we can glean from it, the only information we can really glean is that he still doesn't have any fucking money, which is and, really important. So and also, if, if Ace wouldn't have seen that guy get uh, accosted by the server, like, "Hey, motherfucker, you didn't pay me." Would he have given that back? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's what was it? I don't think the redemption arc of Ace offering the money back and then giving it back to the in the tip jar or whatever that doesn't I like mean, in my mind that doesn't redeem him. No, and the character doesn't learn anything here. I don't know what this is. It almost like if you rewrote this, this whole road trip. You'd have him like come into the restaurant and, or somewhere he'd, he'd need the, the money to steal the money to go buy something at the gas station to take a piss or something like that. Like say <laughs> these two things have to have to be, you know, involve each other, but they don't. They're completely isolated events that have nothing to do with anything except the one guy that's involved in them. And he doesn't learn anything. I don't know what this is. I, I just like that one either. Damn, I don't know. So, uh, Dean, we get so what maybe yes. what it may be trying to establish is is since he's off in the woods uh, as the episode closes, maybe all we're gonna we're meant to remember is that he hasn't eaten in a while <laughs> for for maybe for the survival. But also, I didn't take a note when it happened, but there's a part in the episode where he goes to a camping store and he buys a rain jacket. He doesn't buy boots because he's got his gym shoes. But has this already happened at this point? No, no, we're not there yet. But let's talk about that right now, because that is like we already know he has no money. All right. He goes yeah. to a camping store and, and it seems to me the scene is supposed to establish that he's an idiot who's going to die in the woods because he doesn't know how to how to be safe in the woods. Right. And and you think yeah. that 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 what this guy tells him, there's a guy in, you know, a guy in the camping store that's trying to talk to him about camping. And he's like he's like, you think that it was something that that guy said that would get him in trouble. Maybe it is. I don't, maybe we'll get to that. But I just. I don't really understand the scene because later on we see him walking around the woods with all kinds of camping gear. How did he get it? I, I was just thinking, that, like, I don't know where he got the money for that, but he can't afford to buy toast or whatever. I don't understand. And like, are we to believe that this guy in the store that he felt sorry for Ace's ignorance and thought this guy's going to die. I better give him a raincoat and a tent and a little mat to lay on and, uh, but not hiking boots. Carry it all in. I don't understand. Dean, can you make sense of this? I don't know. May, may, maybe the whole point of the diner scene 
was to show that Ace is internally struggling with who he is as a person and to steal the money or to give the money back. And he just wasn't hungry. And that's why he just got toast and he has money and he bought or he doesn't have he doesn't have cash and he has a credit card. And he would yeah. put he put all the camping stuff on his credit card or he has or maybe he has uh, Ace's credit card and Ace is going to look up on the bill and see that somebody just bought camping supplies out close to this campsite. And that's what will lead us to oh, finding Ace. It could be. He's going to talk to that guy. He's going to know yeah. Jack's an idiot. And he's going to like, you know what? There was a guy in here that was an idiot just like you the other day. <laughs> that's how he's going to figure it out, maybe. He, look, he looked like one of those guys that would wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He didn't god. have any cash, and this is a cash only establishment. That's right. Yeah, that one restaurant is cash only, which is like, that's why they say that at the beginning <laughs> of that to show that there's cash to for him to steal. Yeah. This is this is a prime example of heels plugging a hole, plot hole that doesn't exist. Where they yeah. do that, like thinking that people are gonna be like, Well, who pays in cash anymore? You know, fucking it's in the South. What do we know? You know what I mean? They probably have lots of they probably all pay cash in the South. I don't know. Man, that gets me fired up. Yeah. So okay, there is wrestling stuff here that's awesome. But I wanna kinda like get through the drama stuff because we have one of the most another mind-boggling scene in in this uh show dean what happens at the principal's office with uh yeah. you know we got jack his wife the principal and a psychologist what happens here dean it's it's a it's a parent teachers conference to discuss a fight that their son got into at school and the mom is taking it very seriously the kids should never hit and they should never do this and Jack is like, maybe the kid deserved to get hit. Like, uh, well, I grew up with the kid, and he used to get picked on, and then he fought back. And then, well, he didn't get picked on no more. And he has, like, this very different view on who the bully in the situation is. He's a fucking asshole in the scene. Dude, Just yes, a- he handled it so poorly. Like, he's there for his son. Like, he can't, like, put whatever – put himself aside for just 15 minutes to get through this parent teacher conference or whatever. He has to be a fucking asshole. Be like, he's goddamn, you know, snowflakes these days in my day, dur, 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 whatever, you know, and fucking the story he tells about the keys. Like I used to know a bully and then I broke (laughs) both of his arms. That was a fucking nice guy. What do you think of that dumb bitch teacher? Like it's so unhinged. Like, if I oh was a wife, too, like having to sit through that, like, oh, my God. Dude, she reacts calmly to this. Like, it yeah, is wild. Like, he, she is so awesome, and it's like he is such a fucking prick. So he's he's such a dick to them. And also something funny, this is another just, like, heels trying to outsmart itself, is that they, they there's, like, a, a plot point, you know, in the conversation about, like, she's like, well – what you're describing is fighting words and fighting words don't exist. Um, actually from Cornell law, fighting words are words meant to incite violence such that they may not be protected free speech under the first amendment. That is a real legal definition. Fighting words is a thing. And, and it's so funny because the teacher's like, well, until they legislate laws against fighting words, we're just going to go with no hitting. Okay. And it's like, 
Why? Why do they even put that in there when they wrong? <laughs> I love so much that you like looked that up. And, like Shields <laughs> is ruining your life. <laughs> yes, it does. Watching it is quite an experience because I'm just like, I can't. Stuff like that just pokes me in the eye. I like, why are you doing that? Why even say that? You know, it's just uh, makes me so mad. Anyway, uh, the bottom line of this is that Jack is very confrontational and he wants to fight everything and to fall to solve his problems. Right. Including his wife. Um, They talk in the parking lot and the scene goes on and on and on. And it goes all over the place. At first, it's him screaming at her. Yeah. Why don't you tell me that? Tell me that thing you're saying. Then they talk about the Kleenex without talking about the Kleenex. And I lost my mind. That was awesome. So. Yeah. The, I mean, like you said, that, that scene went on so long and it went all over the place. Like I actually kind of checked out a little bit during that scene. Like there are. And then I finally came back in when Jack was Jack was finally able to admit, like, look, I am falling apart. Like my wrestling is falling apart. My marriage is falling apart. My brother is in the woods. Like I'm a mess right now. Like that's when I kind of like it pulled me back in. But he he admits that he hasn't been the same man since his father died. Okay, cool. Guess when we should have heard that. The first episode of the first fucking season. That's when you should have heard that. Okay. Good Lord. Anyway, so he wants to fight everything. And he also has this kind of weird concept that his wife is giving him conditional love and he needs unconditional love. And it's like, but he has to earn his, her love back. So he's not even looking at this, even when he calms down, he's still got a fucked up view of this whole situation that is not even close to what's really happening. Oh, so it's it's frustrating. Anyway, so we get some ace hiking montage stuff. And then this is the scene we talked about earlier where Jack is in his truck and he's leaving a voicemail and he says bizarre shit. He's like, I don't know what you want me to do, Ace, if you want me to run naked through the street with a pumpkin head. What? (laughs) I I don't know, but that's an important voicemail because that is the voicemail that will distract Ace at the end. And we'll talk about that here in a second. So Jack barges into the arena. He's changing all the plans now. And he says, Crystal, you going to wrestle? And he's going to write a promo and they're shooting it tonight. And Diego, Diego is like, man, these brothers fucking suck. And I'm like, brother, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I know a thing or two about a pair of brothers running a wrestling company. into the <laughs> so I can relate a lot to that as well. <laughs> I bet, and did, I we, uh, did we um all right so yeah we're back at the arena they're cutting the promo which was fucking awesome tell us uh, about this promo it's incredible right real quick i think we may have brushed past it earlier but the scene where um something that really also spoke to me like like i said spoke to me um when wild bill goes into the office with jack or whatever and he's like Hey man, like I'm just here to help or whatever. And Jack's like, if you're here to tell me, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Then just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and wild bill, like, is like, Hey man, being told you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Isn't an insult. Like when he wild bill said, that, I was like, Oh my God, he's fucking like, that's incredible. Like that's incredible advice kind of because in the wrestling business, you get told an awful lot. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And he's totally right though. Like, and that's something People who you, you see a lot in wrestling, people who cannot take criticism, and that slows a lot of people down from becoming 
the great wrestler that they eventually do become eventually, you know, eventually you can take criticism, but I just want to say that real quick, that wild bill telling Jack being told, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Isn't an insult. That's like prolific stuff in my mind. (laughs) Do you you think so last season, the only person with a good head on their shoulders was crystal the whole, the whole season, you know, everybody else was fucking asshole and weird and whatever. This season, so far, it seems that Wild Bill is the only person with a good head on their shoulders, and even Crystal is kind of an idiot this season. Um, that's fascinating because you know he's he's also establishing himself as a babyface in this scene, and you know he's like, oh, remember last season when I was a heel? You, you don't? Well, good because I'm a babyface this season for now. And uh, and, <laughs> and then he literally gives Jack the book, which is so yeah. funny. So. <laughs> yeah, the amazing. Um, they have the it, Joel Murray, um, the actor there. Is he, he's like the mayor of the town or whatever, isn't he? No. Too? So that guy owns the religious uh, pawn shops that that uh, sponsor. Oh, remember last season? He's like, there's not enough Bible verses on there. You can't quite see them, you know. And uh, and so that guy is also now the authority figure and the commentator and announcer for Duffy that, Wrestling League. So. Knowing that he runs a religious pawn shop or whatever uh, puts a lot of his comments on the commentary in a new <laughs> level. He's great. So. But, but yeah, they and I love that they had like a little teleprompter for this like uh, faux pe- press conference uh, uh, promo or whatever. That was really cracking me up. Yeah, you got... On one side, on the camera side, you know, uh, being filmed, you have what? Uh, you got Crystal, you got Bobby Penn, who re- he, yeah. he decides to retire from refing because he's so bad. <laughs> you got Jack there, you got Wild Bill, and you got the authority figure guy. And on the other side, we get to see someone shooting the camera with shooting the with a cell phone and then somebody with an iPad that's like scrolling through the words so that they know what to read. And then... Everybody else is holding up their phones and using the flash on their phones and the flashlight to make it seem like that people are taking pictures. It's fucking awesome. It's so awesome. It's great. That is good wrestling right there. And I think people should use that press conference style of a promo more often. I mean, it's pretty good. Dean, what do you think of this? I thought, I thought it was well done. I thought it was comical the way like, they would just add in like little things like we're going to have a rematch. It's because he threatened to sue the company if we didn't. <laughs> Bill, uh, while Bill claims that he got poisoned and that's why he shit his pants. And he said, and he <laughs> says, that, but, you know, the bunny did it. And and there's also anytime Bill's speaking, they do this thing, which it makes you wonder if this was just an outtake. But they they show Jack's cutting up. Like he's corpsing in the background and then they cut to crystal and she's corpsing too. anytime Bill's talking. And it's like, that's pretty good. That's great. But, uh, but basically they, this guy makes a match. Right. Um, and, and we see Gully also remember him. He exists. So he's watching this promo live, you know, with his, his flunkies who one of them's name gets name checked, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. So welcome, welcome to the heels, Kevin. Well, hopefully you'll get beat up later in the season or something. So, but, uh, I, you know, basically this, this guy, he says, listen, we're going to make, you know, remake the match. We're going to have a rematch, the same ladder match. It's going to be Bill. It's going to be Jack and and Ace, you're welcome to come. But if you don't show up, then someone else, we don't know who will take your place. (laughs) 
thought it was going to be The Rock. You thought it was yeah. going to be The Rock. <laughs> the Rock answers answers the tweet and comes to Duffy. <laughs> Ricky Rabies doesn't give a shit about titles, I guess, you know. But uh, he's on commentary now. He's relegated to commentary status. So I guess it, maybe he was injured or something, uh, shoot injured. But also, you know, Ace, we, we pan to him in the woods, and he is watching this promo live from his tent where he definitely has a strong signal out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, we also forgot to mention he's in Alabama. We forgot to mention that. And that was something that was revealed in the scene, I think where he threw away the, the soda bottles. Cause he was getting that, that is trash. And he had like a Alabama map in his hand too. So we did see that. I mean, they, they really hid that detail from us for no fucking reasons. <laughs> Why does it matter? Anyway, okay, so they do that promo. It's amazing. There's another huge crowd at DWL. It's Friday night, and we see Jack overlooking the parking lot again with this, like, fucking bullshit, um, you know, uh, Citizen Kane shot, which is pretty funny. Um, This promo talked people into the building, and Jack leaves one last voicemail saying that he won't give up trying, and uh, we get the match. Dean, take us through this ladder match here. So they start off, they uh, they realize Ace isn't going to be there, so they're going to let any man from the DWL join the match. And then you hear from the audience, what about a woman? <gasps> and Crystal stands up in the audience and presents her contract as a contracted wrestler with the DWL, and she joins the match. She calls them cowards, and she gets a promo, and she proves that she is, in fact, a female professional wrestler by punctuating sentences with the word bitch, because that's what you do if you're a female wrestler. It is a fucking fact. So that was fun. I enjoyed that. And then we get ourselves a match here, right? Yeah, right right as she went into the match, uh, Wild Bill said something to her, and she kicked him, and he tumbled out of the ring, and then they stretchered him out to the back with a neck brace on. Okay, I I watched that second time. I think she hit him with the microphone because I was like, what the fuck? Just the kick stretchered him out. It's so hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure she hit him with the microphone, so I'm just throwing that out there, but uh, but yes. That was uh, that was a thing that happened. But yeah, Bill gets stretchered out because, as we've said many times, Dean, two, you know, three people can't wrestle at the same time. It's impossible. Someone has to be knocked out of the ring so that they can, only two people can wrestle, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and if there's like four or five people in a match and it's a scramble, everyone has to get knocked out of the ring so they can come <laughs> one in, one at a time, to do the super spot from the tw- turnbuckle. That's right. Very important, you know. Yeah, that's classic wrestling. <laughs> that's great. So, but I, yes. I love this ladder match so much. I love that it started off hot with Crystal, getting that big kick, the crowd popping with that, and then her and Jack having a little match there. And the addition of the commentary, oh, my goodness. I really, like really enjoyed that. <laughs> it's it's uh, Ricky Ravies and, uh, you know, the, the pawn shop guy. And they're they're great. They also say shit that's just kind of dumb. Like they're they're informing the audience, and like you know, you see him punk is sitting there, and he goes, "Don't forget, folks, this is a ladder match. You need to set up the ladder and climb it to get the belt. That's how you win." <laughs> and you're like, "Thanks, Stan Punk. Thanks for helping us out there." When I get it, it's for you know, it's to remind people of what's actually going on here. Also, I thought it was amusing that on this huge night, I know that. 
there's got to be missing scenes. There's no other match. Everybody's in the back, but this is the only match or evidence of a match that we see is this thing right here. It's it's pretty wild. Um, there is some like classic pro wrestling type things that are actual pro wrestling moves. And then there's some things that happen that it, it definitely require wire work that happen in this match because, you know, Crystal, oh, is, she's very flippy. Yes, yes. The finish is wild. Um, she hits an RKO. Uh, she sets up the ladder, but Jack Gorilla press slams her. But no, it's a reversal. It's a leg scissors choke of some kind. She chokes Jack out and he taps, but it's a ladder match. So it doesn't mean shit other than she made the fucking top guy, the, the company, tap out. So Crystal climbs the ladder, but where's Bill? Dean, what happens with Bill? Wild Bill has recovered from the strike of the microphone. He comes out to the ring. I'm pretty sure he still had the neck brace on. He did. <laughs> and he kicks the ladder over. So the ladder falls, but Crystal catches. It's not like the one rope from the ceiling with the ring and the belt on it. There's a cable strung across the balconies with the belt on it. So the, she catches that. The belt lands in her leg, so she has the belt, and then she climbs like arm over arm all the way up and climbs into the balcony with the belt. Yeah. That was pretty so ridiculous. <laughs> and, and they don't ring the bell till she's on, got her feet on the ground like it's a fucking cage match or something. <laughs> yeah. It just, that was so funny. It's, it's, yeah, that's another thing like, about the show, too. It's like you're getting all this wrestling. Like, you're getting good wrestling content out of it. And then they do something like that, the variant that is so wild. Like, Crystal, you could have just dropped to the ring and you would have been the winner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but she, <laughs> she like scales the cable all the way to the balcony, which I guess is like a cool visual. But man, like, it just, what are you doing, you know? And, and and they you know of course the music drops out or the uh, the noise drops out and she slowly climbs with the music and everyone we see everyone's reactions CM Punk is looking up there going whoa you know, it's so, it's so fucking stupid uh, but yeah. I like that I I liked it I thought it was fun it's just it it's a little condescending to pro wrestling and what I mean is is that isn't pro wrestling pretty awesome enough doesn't enough crazy shit happen in it that you don't need to like you could easily just dip into the many, many thousands of finishes that have happened, you know, over time that were incredible and just use one of those uh, from way back. But they wanted to do something that was their own. You know, I get it. And it's like, whatever, it's fine. So she's finally the champion. That's good. Um, we get a scene backstage where Bill and Jack discuss like their selfless deeds. And it's yeah. extreme. Oh, it's so condescending. But I think it's supposed to be like endearing. Like, oh, they're really behind Crystal. But this is so weird because everyone's celebrating. And then anytime they show Bill and Jack, they're looking – they look all pissed off. Well, I, 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 I kind of uh, like that scene a bit because, like, I think it does show that, like, Wild Bill and Jack have changed. They're not worried because, you know, Jack was a person who his brother wasn't ready, so he didn't put him over, like, the first episode of this series – to now where he's like they went from girls can't be wrestlers to the top guys both the top guys in the company putting her over as the champion so i kind of like i kind of like us uh i could see why because there's both egocentric guys i could see why they're like upset but i'm happy that they did the right thing or whatever you know 
Uh, they made Crystal, right? I mean, they did it. It's it's a fact. But I just here's the other thing that's going on here is that you are such a wild bill mark that it it overshadows the fact that Jack's in the scene. Whereas like I hate Jack so much that like when he's in the scene, it ruins ruins it for me. So that's what's going on there. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this thing up. So the the wrestling thing was awesome. The match was great, and it had a funny, weird finish. I was afraid too that like they were building up to the big match, and like I was afraid to check the timer on the TV. Right. Like, not going to show this match. Is it going to end right before the match starts or whatever? So I'm no. glad we got the actual match. Yeah. They in both of these episodes they've accomplished the rare feat they couldn't do last season, which was have an episode that had drama and wrestling. Usually they would do one or the other. And so this is fun stuff. Not all of it makes sense, but the wrestling stuff is fun, but here we go. Let's wrap it up here. So, um, you know, Ace is out in the middle of the woods again, and he, he is listening to Jack's voicemail finally, and he falls down a cliff. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Oh, it was so fucking funny to me. Like, uh, because, like, he, he slips and falls and he catches himself, and he's, like, dangling off the side of the cliff. And at first, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so ridiculous or whatever. And then he fucking falls. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, did they just kill Ace? Now, Dean, you had a, a, an amazing prediction for where this is going, right? Uh, Yeah. I, I had a couple of different predictions for where this is going, where – I, I think what I had some funny predictions. I think what's actually going to happen is that they are not going to show us how he gets saved at all. And next week episode will start off with Jack getting a phone call. Like I've seen them do this in shows before where they kind of just brush over. Like you don't know how he's going to get saved. So they don't even show you. He'll get a phone call and they'll be in the hospital and someone right. will just casually say, yeah, a couple of hikers found him. Yeah, and then that's be, all that's really going to have happened. I mean, it is I expensive to film, you know, rescue scenes. So, would it be funny if it was the creepy guy from the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> but he shows up on that uh, piece of ledge that Ace is laying on. It's like a force. <laughs> yeah. oh, big, big Jim is the force ghost, even yeah. though he's alive. So. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But. Final shot of the show, Ace laying on that side of the cliff. Hello? Can anybody help? <laughs> just, oh, my God, like so dramatic and everything the show wants I to mean, do. You know? and, and, you know, it's the whole thing, like I was talking about. They're trying to do the, like, hero's journey, and he, he encountered these people, and he's going through his trials, and this is one of them. And, and the whole thing is like the, you know, the hero has to die so that he can live. You know, this is like – Luke Skywalker and Hercules, you know, facing themselves kind of thing. (laughs) It's fucking stupid. And uh, we do get one, you know, uh, but additional scene real quick is that Debbie uh, is like, hey, I'm in the show. And she tells Jack that Crystal Mania is running wild, brother. And Jack is very sad face emoji. But (laughs) Dean, tell us what's going to happen. How is Jack going to save or will he save Ace? What's going to happen? here? Tell me about this. I, I think the person that that's gonna find Ace is gonna be Young Boy Bobby. Okay, he knows where he's at. Do you right? do you, rem- no, do you remember our hypothetical joke backstory for Young Boy Bobby that we had in season one? That his parents are dead. 
<laughs> yeah, that, yes. that young boy Bobby is actually a serial killer yes. that killed his parents, and that's why they never come to any shows, and that's why like he's always calling them at the end of you know to see if they're calling them and getting their voicemails because <laughs> they're actually dead. So I think what's going to happen is is young boy Bobby's going to find Ace. And Ace at some point is going to be like, Bobby, what are you doing here? And I'll be like, oh, I come here all the time. That's where I buried my parents. And then he's going to shove Ace off the mountain. Okay. Okay, that's one way to go. Now, we do know that Big Jim knows where he's at. So realistically, I think if everybody's going to save him, it's going to be him. But, Dean, you had one more prediction that I've been trying to get out of you. For the five minutes, would you? But but I te- I texted you guys that prediction because I thought it was less funny than the prediction I had about young boy Bobby doing it. So I, a second prediction will be is that Jack will find out since I didn't I didn't realize that Big Jim knew where he was. So he'll find out from Big Jim where Ace went. He'll go to see if he can find him, and at the end of the episode, he's gonna come home. And, and he's just going to be looking very distraught, very upset, very sad. And his wife will say, what's wrong? And without saying anything, he's just going to set the Xbox on the kitchen table. Because that's what he found. And that's what he came back with. <laughs> that would be so heels if that yeah. happened. Yeah. You know, it's like a box of Kleenex or something. <laughs> so. the, the Xbox will show back up in oh, one way or the other. You're not wrong, man. That is that is Chekhov's Xbox. It better. If it doesn't, then they are fucking up. So. You know what they say about an Xbox in the first act. I mean, it's gotta it's gotta, you know, show up in, in a debt a brother's hand in the third act, you know? So okay, that's I don't know. Uh but uh Dean, tell me what were your final thoughts on Heel season two, episode two? It just was such a weird direction to take it in. Because if was Ace's leg broken too? It's, Maybe. It could have been. Like, it's weird because it looks like his leg is broken in the same spot that young boy Bobby's was. Only yeah. he, he's holding his thigh. And it's his, his shin that it broke, young boy Bobby. So he may have broken his leg in the same spot, which would be very ironic. Yeah, so it's like you, you're wondering what's going to happen. Is Ace going to, you know, wrestle for for Gully? Is he going to show back at DWL? Is he going to grow up? Is he? I mean, he's not going to go play football. We know that. But now he, they broke his leg, so it kind of takes, okay, well, I guess he's not going to be wrestling for a couple weeks on the show. Are they going to skip forward in the show to – explain to skip over his healing time frame and he'll come and he'll like skip ahead six months to where they've made some changes and they'll just brush over a bunch of stuff so it makes me like kind of anxious to see how they're going to address this whole situation because they can't just go in a direction where in the next four episodes ace is back in the ring really that's a well, good point i i would say i do have a little bit of insight here because when i was looking up, you know, some information about uh, episode two. I happened upon uh, the episode three title and a little synopsis here that I would like to actually read to show you what we have coming up next week. Uh, episode three is called Discord, and the synopsis is three sentences, which I will read to you right now. Sentence one: Jack goes on the road to find Ace. All oh. right. Sentence two. 
The DWL has been left in the hands of Willie, who uses the opportunity to start developing a women's division with Crystal. Fun. And then sentence three, Gully comes to town with an offer the DWL can't refuse. Uh, I'm excited about next week. So they're going to do a joint show or something like that, right? Um, And, you know, it's got to be at their arena that's going to be fun I, I, here's my prediction on how the rest of the season is going to go is that i feel like that if it's just six episodes which i think it is five of those episodes are going to be set up like all this is going to be set up to one big show and the For last sure. episode like the whole episode should be just that show and the drama surrounding it i hope that's what they do that would be that's that would be really fun it's kind of what last season did only right you know not super successfully and they you know it was not good um but uh yeah that's what i'm hoping happens john murray any final thoughts on episode two season two of heels like i said i actually really enjoyed this one i just enjoyed the wrestling so much i think they're really teeing up uh Jack and Ace to both kind of have like a uh metamorphosis of character you know i mean Ace is literally in the woods right now on a rock not not sure if he's going to survive this or whatever you know i mean he's going to go through some you know he's not going to come back the same if he even does come back you know what i mean so i'm excited to see what's um just what changes in these characters this season because i think we're starting to see it yeah i think you're right and and you you were smart to pick up on that whole thing where he's like Google, what does transcendent mean? (laughs) So funny. All right. Exactly. He's going to go through this big thing, come up the other side as something different. I probably should have said this at the top of the show, but if anyone would like to converse with us about heels, or if you have any questions or predictions, you know, going forward, please email theroadhomefw at gmail.com. We will read your email on the show so john murray will read your email on the show so just saying that's an opportunity you don't want to miss out on well uh dean any fun any uh anything else you want to add today oh i did have one small (laughs) thing that i took a note of uh, a while back when crystal went to go put the belt on jack's desk and she went into the office prior to going into the office they had a shot of the door and the name on the door is still Tom Spade. Yeah, that's true. So it just they haven't scraped his name off off it. They haven't changed it to Jack. But I felt like I don't know what the why it's going to be important or if it's going to be important. But the fact that they had the shot of the door and it was still Tom Spade's office, I wrote that down. That's me. Other than that, no, I'm I'm anxious to see what happens. How how Ace gets out of the predicament without Tom. I wonder if well Tom is is the son. He's the you know also that we haven't seen the whole show, you know, this whole season yet. So I wonder if that's you know some kind of allusion to him. Maybe we'll get like the the fast forward 10 years, you know, and he'll be getting ready to wrestle or something. That'd be fun. We'll get oh, yeah. aged up Steve uh, aged up scab Steve Amell. <laughs> Pretty fun. But uh anyway, well John Murray, any, any, uh, anything else, anything you got to plug or anything like that going on in your life? Uh, you know, it is a Tuesday, so I will be in Dayton at XVW. You all, uh, should come out sometime. XVW is not a bad place. We got some good talent there and they're fun little shows. Maybe we'll have to do that sometime, but, uh, until next time folks for me, 
and uh, Dean and motherfucking John Murray. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.